Hey, have you heard? In 2020, it's the year of online video. And with Cisco reporting that over 82% of all internet traffic is video in 2020, to be honest, if you're not taking action with video for your business, you're missing out. In this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you how to design an organic video strategy that turns your ideal audience into your ideal customer. So stick around. Let's go. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day, my friend, and welcome back. Welcome, blah, blah, blah. G'day, my friend, and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. This is episode 159. And if you're new here, thanks for joining me. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss every episode as it comes out each and every Tuesday. And if you've listened before, welcome back. It's awesome to have you back to share some more video marketing strategy goodness with you here today. So if we haven't met before, I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and it's my role to help you engage your ideal audience through effective online video strategy to grow your business. And today is a special episode for you because I'm going to share with you the audio recording from my Social Media Marketing World 2020 presentation titled How to Design an Organic Video Strategy that Turns Your Ideal Audience into Customers. This live presentation was done back in March 2020 before the world changed and everything locked down at Social Media Marketing World 2020 over in San Diego. And there was heaps of awesome feedback that I wanted to bring the audio recording of this presentation to you guys, the listeners of the podcast. But before we get into it, I have something very important to share with you. You see, this episode is brought to you by Social Media Examiner's YouTube Marketing Summit. The Social Media Examiner YouTube Marketing Summit is your way to be coached by 12 of the world's best YouTube marketing pros for the entire week, virtually, from the 28th of September through to the 2nd of October. That's right, a completely virtual online summit with 12 video marketing pros focusing on how to help you succeed with YouTube for your business in 2020 and beyond. Now, I am pleased and excited to announce that I am one of the 12 speakers presenting at the YouTube Marketing Summit. And I wanna share with you a little bit more about some other people that you're going to hear from when you join the summit. Are you ready? Here we go. You're gonna learn how to get your videos discovered on YouTube with the awesome Tim Schmoyer from Video Creators. Daryl Eaves is going to share with you how to use YouTube to develop an audience and grow your revenue. The awesome Vanessa Lau will talk about how to rapidly grow and monetize your YouTube channel. I am gonna be sharing how to design a YouTube content strategy that grows your business. The awesome Salma Jaffrey will be talking about how to leverage trending topics to accelerate your YouTube channel growth. And we'll be joined by the incredible Roberto Blake, who will be talking about seven steps to creating awesome videos. He's gonna be running a bit of a video masterclass. 
Nick Newman, a former guest on this podcast, will be talking about how to make your videos look professional. And Luria Petrucci, if you haven't heard of Luria, she is a live video strategy expert. And yep, she's going to be talking about YouTube live video strategy, three ways to succeed. We're also going to hear from Diana Gladney, Tom Breeze, Tommy Powers, and another guest who's previously been on this podcast, Brett Curry from OMG Commerce, who's going to be talking specifically about YouTube ads. So when you join the Social Media Examiner YouTube Marketing Summit, you will be able to access every one of those live presentations virtually and the recordings as well. You can learn more and secure your ticket now and the price is going up very, very soon. So I want you to make sure you jump on this as soon as possible. Head on over to engagevideomarketing.com slash YMS. That's engagevideomarketing.com slash YMS. That's my partner link for the YouTube Marketing Summit. And I appreciate you if you're going to join this summit to come and join me over there. I can't wait to have listeners of this podcast in the audience there for my presentation. Thank you for supporting everything that I do. You guys are awesome. Jump on over to engagevideomarketing.com slash YMS for YouTube Marketing Summit. Okay, so I promised you the full recording from my Social Media Marketing World 2020 presentation. Oh, and what you're about to hear will start with my introduction with the incredible MC for the stage that I presented on, Angus Nelson. So I just wanted to recognize you, Angus. You are a true gentleman and this introduction was awesome. Thank you very much. Here we go. Well, today uh, we have someone who's passionate about online video strategy. Um, he used to work at the uh, Edinburgh Film Festival. He would go and, and work over there, and uh, he uh, got mistaken as Elijah Woods. Um, and he kind of played off so that I'm not him, and I wouldn't have done that. I totally would have played to that. Um, I'm an identical twin, and uh, my brother worked for Salesforce. He was the director of enrollment. Or excuse me, uh, it wasn't that. That was my wife was a director of enrollment. I don't know how I confused my brother and my wife. That's wrong. Uh, but my twin brother was the head of social for Salesforce, so he knew all these big people. And so I'd show up at South by Southwest, and people would say, like, hey, Marcus, and I would just play with it. And then Marcus would walk up, and they'd be like, what the what? Okay, so... I don't think Elijah Woods was going to walk up. So you need to play that, Ben. Next time they, they call you out. So he's a video producer, a speaker, and uh, a consultant working with savvy brands across the world to connect them with their ideal audiences through effective online video marketing. As the host of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast and creator of the online video strategy blueprint, Ben's mission is to help other creatives marketers, entrepreneurs, and video producers better understand how to attract, engage, and convert audiences online with video. Please put your hands together for Ben Amos. Thank you, Angus. Cheers, man. G'day. Hi. Yeah, audience participation is what this is all about, right? So, g'day. <laughs> That's good. All honorary Aussies in the room now. Fantastic. So I'm here today to talk to you about how to design organic video strategy to turn your ideal audience into customers. Quick show of hands, who is at Mike Stelzner's keynote this morning? Yes, what he said this morning is going to resonate with a lot of you who are in the room here today, and I can tell you, you've chosen the right room, you're in the right place. Another quick show of hands, please. Who's currently using video in their marketing that they're doing for their brand or business? That's what I expected. Awesome. Now... Can you put your hands up again if you feel that that video is effective in achieving its goals? 
Okay, also what I expected. So you can see there's a disparity there, right? So you guys are in the right room because after today, I want you to have a roadmap for really understanding that the videos you're gonna be creating regardless of platform, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, regardless of platform, you're gonna have a roadmap for what videos to create and why and how to use them to reach the right customers at the right time. Does that sound good? Cool, all right, so a little bit about me first of all. So, actually before that, we're gonna, we're gonna do a little bit of stats. Forgot about this. So what we're gonna do is basically unpack the world of video today. So what is video all about? So there's a lot of stats here and some of them from Social Media Examiner, some of these from other people, but the first one is pretty powerful that 70% of marketers plan to increase their use of video in 2020. Is that one of you? 99% of current video marketers will continue to use video in 2020. So if you're currently using video, chances are you're planning on continuing. And 54% of consumers want to see more video content from a brand that they like. Do people like your brand? It's a question to ask yourself. And by 2021, people will spend an average of 100 minutes watching online video daily. That's kind of crazy. So what does that tell me? Well, it tells me that 2020 is the year of video, again. Who's been doing video for years now? 2015, year of video. 2016 was the year of video. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, 2020 is the year for you to take action on video. But the problem is, is as we are doing more and more video and these platforms make it easier for us to create video on the fly, in the moment, in app, what happens is so many people are creating video and I think as consumers, as audiences out there, we're kind of bombarded by what I like to call the avalanche of average content, right? So it's a noisy place. And what we don't want to be doing is our content to just be adding to that avalanche of average, right? We want it to be cutting through the noise. So a little bit about me. Angus did a great introduction there. Thank you, man. So I uh, have a video strategy agency based in Queensland, Australia, and I also uh, host the Engage Video Marketing Podcast and consulting and speaking and helping people with their own video strategies. I've been in video production, so a professional video producer for 24 years, and over the last six years specifically, uh, we've been focused on helping brands and businesses use video strategically, so not just creating video for video's sake, but actually using video strategically to get the results that they need. So before all that, I was a high school teacher. I actually taught film and television in, in schools. So imagine, if you can, um, being a, in a hot Australian classroom, nearing on 40 degree, 40, what is that in, in Fahrenheit, guys? 40 degrees centigrade? 90 degrees Fahrenheit, nearing on that, the slow fan twirling around on the ceiling. It's not an air-conditioned classroom. And I had to turn up as a 21-year-old teacher where these senior students were taller than me, most of them, and I had to turn up and engage a classroom full of people who didn't want to be there. But I learned very quickly as a high school teacher there was one thing that I could do and every time that I did this, the classroom would sit up and they would pay attention. And they knew that they were in for a good lesson and I knew this was gonna be a piece of cake. And it was this. <laughs> I don't know if it looked like this for you, but you remember when your teacher rolled this bad boy into the classroom, right? You knew you were in for a good time because there's something about video that engages people on a different level. It gets them to sit up and pay attention. 
And it gets them to absorb information much more readily because they want to engage with it, right? I think we get that. That's why we're in the room. But the problem is when it comes to video and, and video marketing, most people are focused on one thing, and that is content production. They're focused on how to make the content. So should I, should I film with my smartphone? Should I hire a video producer? What gear should I buy? How do I do this? How do I edit it? What music should I use? They're focused on the content. Who should be in the video? All that sort of stuff, right? And that's pretty much as far as it goes. They go out there, they make some content, and then they stick it online everywhere and maybe count how many views they've got, pat themselves on the back and move on to the next video. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Yeah. But there's more to effective video marketing than that. Because the other cre critical thing here is what I call strategy design. So getting the right planning in place before you produce the content, coming up with the right strategy for your content is the first step, right? And that's what we're going to talk about today. But that's two steps because there's a third step that you need in order to be effective and so many people get this part wrong as well. And the third one, if I can click there, is what I call strategy management. So strategy management is what happens with the content once you've actually produced it. So you can have a great plan, you can cre create and produce great content, but if you don't implement that content correctly across various digital platforms, then chances are that content is going to fall flat. Think of it like three legs of a three-legged stool. If any one of those legs is wobbly, it's going to fall over. And I see this time and time again with businesses implementing video content with all best intentions. So it's the kind of intersection of these three things that I call the video marketing sweet spot. And that's what I want you guys to be thinking about. With your current video marketing strategy, if you've got one, are you taking care of all three of these aspects? So Sun Tzu wrote a book called The Art of War, 500 Years BC. He was writing about warfare in ancient China, not about modern digital marketing strategy, but he talked, he said this quote, strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. Tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. I'll break that down for you really quickly. So strategy, your plan without tactics, actually doing stuff with your video, right? Is just, it's a slow route to victory. In fact, you'll never get there. But tactics, so just making video and sticking it up online without a strategy, just noise before defeat. We've already established that it's a noisy world out there. We don't want to be adding to that avalanche of average, that noise, right? So let me ask you, that you can shout it out, where should your video strategy start? What are the questions you should be asking? What should you be looking at? Who's your customer? What does your customer want? Geez, you guys are good. thought I'd heard a few other ideas. Oh, that's why you guys are up the front. That's awesome. So absolutely. So many people think, well, you need to start with, you know, what do you want to achieve in your business? What are your goals? What are your outcomes? But the reality is if, you, if you're not sure who you're talking to, if you don't know who your audience is, then you can't align those goals to that audience in order to move that audience to take the right sort of action, which leads to those goals, right? So Seth Godin, awesome book if you haven't read it. This is marketing. I think it was out last year, maybe 2018. Persistent, consistent, and frequent stories delivered to an aligned audience will earn attention, trust, and action. That aligned audience part, I really want to highlight for you there, guys, because if you don't have audience alignment, you don't know who you're talking to, then chances are you're talking to them in the wrong way. 
A little caveat here, I'm not a neuroscientist, not surprising, right? But I do want to share a little bit of simple brain science for you, right? And if anyone is a neuroscientist, any neuroscientists? Yes! <laughs> um, so I might get something wrong here, but there's some good ideas, right? So what I'm going to share with you here is a little bit about how the human brain works, and it's based on an idea called the triune brain theory, which is that in simple terms, our human brain made up of three different areas of the brain that helps us make decisions based on what's going on, right? And the first area is kind of inside the top of the brain stem, what they call the reptilian brain, right? The reptilian brain is the area of our brain which was, you know, it's been in humans since we were cavemen, apes, right? So basically, it's responsible for survival or fight or flight. So if we walk into a room and we don't feel safe, we're turning around and we're chuffing out of there, right? If you're not safe, if your human brain doesn't feel safe in an environment, then they're not going to engage in the next level of their brain, which is what they call the limbic system. And the limbic system is responsible for emotional response, right? It's that heartfelt thing. It's that gut feel. When we, turn, again, turn up to a room at a networking event, if we get a, you know, so we're not in physical danger. So the reptilian brain's sorted, but we look around and we go, this doesn't feel like my crowd. You know, you're not rationally thinking about why, but you just feel like I'm not comfortable here. You're also not going to function very well in that environment, right? So your limbic system needs to be handled in order for you to move to the next stage, which is where the rational thought processing happening, right? And the rational part of the brain is, happens in the neocortex, the big part of the brain, which is all around rational processing. So it works from the inside out here. That's the critical part to remember is that if the reptilian brain is taking over, then the other sides of the brain won't function. Same if the limbic system you know, can take over, then you know you can make an emotional connection with something and make a decision and do something without putting rational thought to it because your emotions are driving that action. That's really powerful as a marketer. Okay, so what we're doing here is we're moving from an emotional inside of the brain to a rational outside of the brain, right? So that's how the human brain works. And anyone familiar with Simon Sinek's idea of the golden circle principle, right? What did he say? Start with the why, right? So he's talking about, in his theory there, the idea of communicating from the inside out. Think of that brain system that I explained before. Inside out, we're moving from the why, which is an emotional connection with an idea, through to the rational what, right? So again, aligned with human brain, aligned with the human nature, and anyone familiar with the customer funnel, this marketing idea of a funnel, right? Same thing, we're moving from a phase of awareness of a need, which is an emotional connection that we have that will drive us to make a rational decision to purchase. Right? So the idea of a customer funnel or a marketing funnel that many of us are so familiar with is doing the same thing. It's moving from an emotional to rational. And to bring it into non-marketing terms, think about dating. Right? The idea of showing up to a first date, our goal is to make an emotional connection with that date, right? To sit up, to get them to sit up and pay attention. To get them to feel us on an emotional level, right? So what do we do? We dress nicely, we tell great stories, we make eye contact. We want to appeal to that rational side of their brain. And then as we go through the consideration phase, which is like second and third dates, that kind of thing, we want to get to know, like, and trust them more and understand that we're they're a good fit for us. And then as we go to the purchase, right, the purchase in this dating analogy, the conversion, you can imagine what that is. <laughs> Some people are imagining different things. 
probably happens before the baby, right? But, um, so at the purchase there, that's when we make a rational decision to commit. I might be putting a ring on it, whatever it is, right? So what happens though if in the marketing world, in selling, in business, if we go straight for the conversion, we go straight for that rational decision to purchase? Yeah, exactly. And that's what it feels like, right? So I want you to think about how you're doing your video marketing or marketing in general and are you slapping your customers in the face with your message? Or are you taking them on a journey through emotional realization of a need through the rational decision to purchase? So that's the foundation of a good video strategy that I'm going to share with you today. What we're going to do over the next little bit is unpack what I call the full funnel video strategy framework. And what we're going to do is understand the types of videos that you can apply at different stages along that journey that a customer goes on to buy from you. Critical caveat here is to remember that you need to know that customer, you need to understand them better than they know themselves so that you know that journey that they're going on. So they're moving across uh, from left to right here from an emotional need through to a rational decision to make a purchase. And we've got those stages of the customer journey which you're probably familiar with, which they go through a phase of awareness, through a process of consideration, and then to making a decision to purchase. But there's more than that. Okay, a full funnel video strategy framework, and in fact a full funnel marketing framework should also consider what happens after the purchase, which is the advocacy stage, right? So once they bought from you, how can you encourage them to become advocates of your brand, loyalists who will buy from you again and refer other people to you as well? So when we're mapping out this full funnel video strategy framework here, I want you to recognize that we're going to recognize the advocates as well. Okay, so let's break it down. So the first goal for video in a marketing strategy, I believe to be what I call brand positioning. Now brand positioning is aligning with people who are at that awareness stage of the journey, which is when they're becoming aware of a need that will eventually lead them to make a purchase. And brand positioning is all about getting that emotional connection. I talk about the idea of getting people to buy into your brand before you ask them to buy from your brand. Right? If you can get them to buy in before you ask them to buy, then they're much more likely to buy. And generally, the kinds of videos that work really well here, storytelling. Okay, think about Mike's keynote this morning. The power of storytelling to move people on an emotional level to take action is so critical at what marketers would call the top of the funnel. So let's talk about that. What that might look like is brand stories, client stories, vlogging. So taking people behind the scenes, taking them on a journey with you or your business, getting them to buy into what you do and how you do it. Or a more generic term I'm referring to as concept films there, which can take a whole bunch of different styles, whether it be like what guys like the Harmon Brothers do and that sort of thing. The critical thing to recognize when you're thinking about what brand stories look like for your business, whether they be client stories or brand stories, is you need to understand who the hero of that story is. And the hero of your story when it comes to your brand is, is not you, it's not your brand, it's not your business, it's not your people. Okay, you guys probably recognize, because you've heard it here before, I'm sure, that the hero of your story is your customers. And you become the guide or the mentor that comes alongside your customers to achieve a better outcome for them. So when you're crafting these stories, regardless of the platform, you need to recognize that you need to lift up your, your customers, your audience, your, the people who are going to buy from you, and tell stories that resonate with them. 
If you're in Tim Tamoy's sec, uh, session just before, he talked about the importance of relatable characters in your stories, and that's what you want to aim for here. I'll give you some examples. So the first one, in the interest of time, I'm not going to show you these full stories. They're both around two to three minutes long, but I'm going to show you a little extract. So it will fade out. You can go and look them up and see them in, in full. The first one is from Tesla. It's a client story, and here they're elevating the client and, and choosing a relatable client to their ideal customer. And hopefully we can hear it. Can we hear it? No. Can we get it turned up, my friend? Maybe I should voice over it. <laughs> Okay, technology. All right, so we're not going to worry too much about that. Um, the thing is, what you're seeing there, and you pr probably could have got it from the visuals. Basically, we're telling the story here of a, a Tesla owner. He looks like a Tesla owner, doesn't he? But um, basically, he's talking about why he, why he buys into Tesla products. From his perspective, he's saying why you know, he makes certain decisions with his family and with his life that align with the... the uh, I guess, thought process behind why you'd buy a Tesla product and have a Tesla car and a Tesla Powerwall. And the idea is if you're that kind of customer, you're going to relate to that guy and you're going to say, yes, that's me. That's why I want to buy Tesla as well. Right? I think we've all seen examples of that done well. Now, I'm going to play again here. We probably don't have the sound for some reason, but that's okay. Um, the next one here is the Lego... Um, it's a designer story. So basically, these guys, they have this um, limited edition Batmobile, like a collector's edition Batmobile Lego set from like the 1970 type, the 1990 Batman, I think it is. But um, basically, rather than just talking about the product, what they're doing here is interviewing the designers. So talking about why they came up with this, this style, this design for, for the, uh, the Batmobile. And you won't be able to hear it here, but that's okay. So basically, what by doing that, they're celebrating the story of the designers, which, yes, it is the people within the brand, and I said they're not the heroes, but what they're doing here is they're recognizing that the designers, the people behind this, are fans of Batman, right? So they're fans, and they're also Lego designers. So if you're the ideal target audience to buy this Lego set, then chances are you're going to align with that message. You with me on that? You understand the types of stories we're going to tell there? Sorry about the audio issues. So then we move into the consideration phase. Now, in the consideration phase, people ideally have bought in. They've made the right emotional connection to, to your brand or business. And now the goal is what I call social engagement. And social engagement is, well, there's two reasons why I call it social engagement. And the first reason is that people buy from people, right? So the social aspect here is critical. You need to allow people to connect with you and your brand and the people behind your brand here to make human connections and build relationships with your customers before you ask them to buy. This is like your second and third date, right? Using that dating analogy. And engagement is all about getting people to care, getting people to come on the journey with you, right? If you can get them to sit up and pay attention on that first date, the goal of social engagement content is to get them to come further into your ecosystem, okay? And what we want to aim to achieve here with our content is, as a blanket term, I call helpful content. And helpful content is all around creating content that educates, informs, inspires, or entertains people, okay? So here, in the middle of the funnel, you want to be considering how you can create content that provides value 
without the expectation of compensation. Okay, so you need to give more value as a brand, not try and pitch a sale in this kind of content. The idea of reciprocity comes into play here, right? If you're the brand or business that gives away more valuable content that helps people learn more or feel more uh, educated about the decision they're going to make, then they're more likely to buy from you. So the kinds of content you're going to create here are how-to videos, frequently asked questions type videos, educate people, right? You can think about bringing people behind the scenes because if you feel like you know the brand behind the scenes, then you're more likely to buy from them because you're starting to feel connection on a human level with the people behind that business. Okay, so take people behind the scenes. Also, thought leadership. If you've got a flag in the soil and you want people to come and salute it, then you need to put thought leadership out there and say, this is what I stand for. And the right people will be attracted to that message. And those right people are your customers, right? So thought leadership type content. Entertainment works really well here as well because people want to be entertained and if you can engage them in that, then they're going to come back for more and more and more and then they're more likely to buy from you when you've got something to sell. The idea of bingeable content is important here, okay? So the kind of holy grail here is to get is create a content plan that you, people want to come back again and again for. So they, they're subscribing to your YouTube channel, they're um, liking your Facebook page, they're on your email list so that they can get notified of each new episode or video as it comes out, right? So they're binging your content. They're wanting to just watch more and more of it. Yeah? Give you some examples of this. There's no sound here. These are just GIFs just to give you an idea. But on the, um, on the left-hand side of the screen, we see an example of very simple to produce, frequently asked questions by an ophthalmologist, an eye surgeon basically answering common questions. He does this once. He's a very busy guy. He sits down and records these frequently asked questions once, and then people don't need to ask him those questions again. They probably do, but, you know. So the primary platform for those videos is YouTube, and they're optimized for search and all that good stuff as well, which we're not going to get into today. And then in the middle, we can see an example of Volvo Trucks. Now, Volvo Trucks are a big global brand, but they recognize that their truck drivers, they don't necessarily want to be sold to when they're scrolling their Facebook feed. So this video example here is primary platform for Facebook, so it's in the square aspect ratio with burnt-in captions so that people can engage with the sound off. And it's just how to save, like three tips for how to save fuel with your long-haul truck. Right? Valuable information for their ideal target audience. They know what makes them tick. And then the third example here, Saddleback Leather, is a BTS video. Saddleback Leather, if you want to check out their YouTube channel, is a great example of video across the full funnel like, we've, like we're talking about here today, just on their YouTube channel alone, so check them out. Um, so this video is basically very simple to produce, just with an iPhone and putting some text overlay on the bottom, and it's just showing how to make a leather iPhone case. And it's the kind of video that I started watching, just doing some research for this, and then I ended up watching the whole 18-minute process, because I was like, this is fascinating Look how they do this, and I'm almost bought a leather iPhone case. But I wasn't quite the right target market, but anyway. So that's the power of this bringing people behind the scenes. People care about this stuff. Okay, so then if we move down to the purchase end, so we've gone through brand positioning, we're now engaged people with social engagement content, helpful content, and then what we need to do is to consider how we can get people to actually buy from us, right? Because that's what business is about. So when we get to the purchase end of the customer journey, the goal is conversions, right? Making money. So the goal here is to create content that is focused on sales. 
Okay, it's all well and good to have an amazing video strategy that engages people with great stories and provides good value, and then it all drops away when it comes to actually making the sale. So sales-focused content can take a number of different forms, and there's just some examples on the screen. It's not an exhaustive list, but it might be demonstrating a product, okay, showing people how the doors open and shut and what buttons to push, right? It's rational stuff now. We want to maybe take people on a walkthrough, show them behind the scenes of our program or our platform, or um, give them an example of how it works in a particular use case. Testimonials work well here. Now, testimonials, what I'm referring to, is very different to what we call a client story, which was at the other end of the journey, right? So a testimonial is social proof. It's a whole bunch of videos, say, on your landing or sales page to your website saying, um, you know, I love this product and, you know, everyone should buy it. And if you've got like 20 of those, it shows social proof. It's rational. It's not telling a story, but it's powerful in converting sales. Um, landing page videos. So having videos specifically on a landing page that is just about what that content of that landing page is, keeps people on page longer and improves conversion rates. And I'll show you an example of that soon. One-to-one -one sales video is highly underutilized. And that's the idea of using personalized video, whether it be just shot through your iPhone or through your webcam on your computer or using tools uh, like Vidyard, uh, the Vidyard plugin or Wistia Soapbox, you maybe have heard of those, but you can create videos that go with your proposal or your sales pitch or whatever that humanizes that sales process, which is often taken away when we just shoot off an email and say, this is how much our prices are, right? So using video here, these aren't videos for YouTube. These aren't videos for Facebook. These are videos that are designed to be used within your sales process in some way. Whether they're embedded in emails or whether they're on your sales pages or they're in your, your sales funnel or whatever it may be. Because the reality is that 60% of, 68% of customers don't want to talk to a salesperson. Okay, think about your own behaviors. You don't want to be sold to. You want to make the decision yourself and then when you're ready to buy, you'll talk to a salesperson. The best example of this that I can share that probably applies across a bunch of different industries is Zappos. So if you're familiar with Zappos, the online shoe retailer, the biggest problem they came across when they launched years ago was people want to actually try on the shoes, right? They, they go to a shoe shop because they want to see what it looks like on their foot, what it feels like. So to overcome this, Zappos realized that the power of video on individual product pages that humanized the buying process and showed the product in the context of as close as they could to the reality of actually being in the store with a salesperson, it drastically increased conversion rates. So the example you see here is they've got a guy for this Hey Dude Wally Stretch shoe and the guy who's presenting the information very deliberately is representative of the ideal person who would buy that kind of shoe. So if you go to a, a different shoe brand on this site, you would see probably maybe a female presenting or an older person presenting in this guy. And all he's doing is just doing what a salesperson would do in a store. It helps you feel you overcome that barrier, that objection to sale. Heaps of great examples of how you can do this, right? Okay, so we've gone storytelling content, we've gone through helpful content, we've gone through sales-focused content, and then finally our advocates. So they bought from us. See you later. No. They bought from us, now we need to engage them further. Okay, we need to get them to buy from us again or to have a great customer experience because the goal here is it's all about relationship-driven content, right? So the goal is delight. And if you can delight your customers through human-to-human -human 
connection, which video is the most powerful way to do that, you build a better client experience. And if you can provide a great client experience, then people are going to buy from you again and they're going to talk about it. Word of mouth is the most powerful thing you can tap into here. So some ways to do this is personalized video. We talked about some of those tools before. Um, there's a number of apps that you can use which basically enable you to systemize the one-on-one -on -one video creation. So you get a little notification on your phone, says someone's bought from you, one of your team then open up their app on their phone and they go, hey dude, awesome to have you buy from us. Um, if you've got any questions about the product, reach out to me anytime. My name's Ben, I'm on the customer success team here. Just by sending that video through, that person's like, oh, he said my name. And, you know, I feel connected to that purchase. Super easy to do these days, and so many people don't do it, it stands out, right? The other thing is, um, so that's kind of one-to-one -one messaging as well, onboarding video. So if you can create a series of videos that your customers get through a drip, maybe email sequence, in the days after they bought your product that help them get the most out of your product or service, then they're gonna feel much more confident about the product that they bought, they're gonna get success earlier, and you can do that in a systemized way, just make it part of your customer follow-up sequence. Um, thank yous, how often do you get thanked after you purchase something, personally? by the CEO of the company or by someone representing the company. You can do that through video, super simple. You don't need to spend a lot of money on it. Milestones, think about your industry, your business. Is there certain milestones? So maybe six months in, do you often get people dropping off and forgetting about you? Can you re-engage them through a video that's you know systemized and sent out at six months or 12 months? Okay, think about um, membership type organizations or when people need to buy from you again and again or monthly payments. Look at those, uh, those typical months when you, get, when you get churn, customer churn or drop off, how can you put some video in there that makes them go, oh actually, I won't cancel this month, right? Or build community, right? So think about how you can build community through your videos, because when people are part of a community, they want to buy again and again and again, and they want to tell other people about that community. So many opportunities here that you need to think about for your business, what's gonna work for you. Some examples on the screen here. On the left you see an example of an app called Bonjoro. Bonjoro is one of those apps that systemizes and makes it super simple just to add video into your sales and customer conversion funnel. And this is just me, like someone bought my program, I get a little notification on my phone. It was Saturday, I was down at Nippers, which is Junior Lifesavers down on the beach, and I just shot a quick video and thanked, welcome David into the program. And he shot me a quick message back and said, awesome, Ben, thanks for the video, can't wait to join the program. So super simple, it took me like what, a minute. And then the other example here that you see on the right is, and it, it's basically personalized video at scale, and that's more for enterprise level stuff, so not for the smaller businesses in here, but using a tool that enables you to do this, such as the one by the guys from Vidyard, you can create video that kind of has placeholders in it, you can drop in personalized aspects. So it feels like that video has been created for Ben, but I could put Mary's name in there, I could put David's name in there, I could put John's name in there. So this is just an example of the kinds of things that you can do that personalizes that customer experience and gives those moments of surprise and delight that people just lap up. Okay, so that's the full funnel video strategy framework. The idea here is you're moving people from storytelling to selling through to advocacy and word of mouth, which as we all know is so powerful. And we're creating different pieces of content for different purposes along that journey. 
And critically, we're using them in different ways. Now, you'll notice I haven't talked specifically about any particular platform because for your business, when you start to map out this journey, you can start to think about the kinds of videos you need to consider creating and then align the distribution platforms to those videos. Right? So don't just start thinking like, everyone's talking about YouTube, I just need to get on YouTube and that's it, right? Be strategic in your business and decide what kinds of videos you need to be creating to engage your ideal customer and move them towards a purchase and then make decisions around distribution platforms, optimization, all of that sort of stuff that you're going to learn from other awesome people here on this stage today. So my question to you as we wrap up here is what is your video strategy going to look like? Where people get overwhelmed here, and I want to caution you, is they go, Ben, that's awesome, I love that idea, but where do we start, right? And the reality is you need to look internally. You need to look at your business and look at your entire marketing plan, not just your video marketing plan. Look at what's happening in your business and identify what, which one of these four goals you need to impact on now to move the needle in your business. So if you're recognizing that, you know what, we need better brand positioning. We need more people to be emotionally bought into our brand so that we can sell to them better in the way that we're already selling to them. Then you need to focus on telling great stories. If, on the other hand, you're thinking, you know, a lot of people hear about us, we've got some great engagement, social media's gone gangbusters, but you know what, we're not converting enough of those people into actual customers, then, yeah, you need to be looking at some kind of conversion or sales-based content. Okay? So look at that roadmap and think to yourself, what do I need to impact on now? And to help you with that, Absolutely free. There's no email sign-up thing. If you go to engagevideomarketing.com slash SMMW, you'll just get access to download PDF, which maps this out. It's got some more information to help you implement that. Single-page PDF. Hopefully, it's highly valuable to you guys. And, um, yeah, I think we've got time for questions. Thank you. We have two mics, one up front, one in back. If you want to ask a question, jump on there. Again, if you want to win a trip to Social Media Marketing World next year, fill out your feedback form at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash feedback. We are in stage B. Go ahead. Thank you for your feedback, if you can. Hi, Ben. Thank you. Hi. Uh, I'm Vivica. I work primarily with lawyers and law firms, not the sexiest industry. Um, we do a lot of videos behind the scenes and sort of humanizing, personalizing this not terribly sexy yeah, industry. Love it. Um, so that's kind of how I, how I introduce video to my clients. One of the things that we've seen a lot these last few years are very drawn out either uh, series or there's a story that's rolled out over ad campaigns over several increments. Mm. Um, I don't know if you remember the Swedish coffee, the Yavalia. The guy's you know, quickly moving through awareness to ho hoping to get conversion okay. very quickly. Yeah. He goes mm -hmm. over, asks for some sugar. And meanwhile, you're thinking, I mean, you get strung along so far and you think, is this a matchmaking app or what is it? Right. And finally, in the end, you find out it's for coffee. Yeah. So how far do you go with that? I mean, because with, with lawyers, you know, we can create some pretty, you know, touching, uh, heartwarming stories. How far do you go before you actually then announce this is the law firm or these are the <laughs> services, you know? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, We've seen a, a lot of question. this I think, range over I, I, a lot I, I, of them. I think what you're getting at is that balance between storytelling and selling, right? It's like, yeah. you know, you want to tell stories and engage people, but at what stage do you actually introduce the brand, right? right. And I think where people struggle with this is trying to do it all in one video. 
Okay. It's kind of like trying to take people on the first date from making a great impression to will you marry me in mm -hmm. the first, in, in one video, right? Um, and it, it can be done, right? So mm -hmm. it, it can be done, um, particularly on, say, a landing page, you might want to take people from, you know, an awareness of a need, an emotional connection through to making the sale, right? But mm -hmm. as a wider video strategy, I'd say tell great stories, and that's as far as it goes. Make sure the brand's in there. The brand needs to, there needs to be good brand impression in there. People need to know what it is. I think the failure is sometimes, like you mentioned there, is people like, great story, but I have no idea what the business was. Until the very end. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes creativity can, can kill, you know, the actual brand message, right? So is that so. a good situation where you would break it into increments or like a series where people are, are anticipating and looking forward to the next you know, what's, what's yeah. coming next? I mean, yeah, I think what it comes down to is using different videos across that journey in different ways because okay. particularly for a law firm, people typically aren't going to buy right, right. Uh, the first impression, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the stats, I'm not sure what it is, something like, you know, it used to be like seven impressions and now it's like 37. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone's got better details than that. But um, you need to think about, okay, so if someone's engaged with your, with your storytelling content and they're like, okay, I, I kind of like this firm, I think they're a good fit for me, you know, we seem like a good fit, and then they're going to, you know, engage with you further, maybe dive further down your website, or maybe they're going to follow you on Facebook, or have a look at more information, or maybe opt in for something, so now they're in an email funnel, so mm -hmm. you kind of think, how am I going to nurture that through other okay. videos, provide value and education, and then pitch the sale on, not on the front page of your website, right. but on like a sales page of your website. Does, it, right. does that help? Yeah, it did. Okay, Thank you. cool. Thank you. We'll go up the back. Yeah, so I really liked how you took it from um, like past emotional selling because I think in the past of like all the strategy that I've had um, has been getting them like when they're at the emotional state of purchase um, and like kind of with the inspiration. So I am the uh, social media manager for Laced Hair Extensions. So we sell we sell the dream, the dream hair. Um, yeah. and that's like the, we try to sell them like at the emotional, um, part of like transformation videos and, um, our like slogan is like, life is short. Your hair doesn't have to be. And yeah. so I feel like that's like the video that we get them where it's like, they really are inspired and it's an emotional thing. Yeah. And it's like, Oh my gosh, like life is short. I need like this like $2,000 like bag of hair, you know? And, mm -hmm. um, so how do you take that emotional, like what's your call to action then in like the emotional piece, if you're not trying to get them to sell like right away. So it's like, do we take that one step further and not get them to sell emotionally and like, let them be rational. Cause I almost feel like something with a hair purchase or like buying hair, they, when they're rational, they realize they don't need it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In that case, you want to take them from that emotional connection through to a sale very fairly quickly. Right? Yeah. Um, so the goal there, the call to action, if, some, if, if you create a piece of video which is purely designed to engage emotionally, what you don't want to do is slap them in the face at the end of that with a, and buy now 50% off kind of a pitch, right? right? Yeah. So, and that's where people struggle is they tell these great emotional stories and then it kind of drops away. So the call to action needs to be to the next stage of the funnel. So if you're at that emotional end of the journey, the call to action is to learn more or, right. or go here and, you know, learn how this works or, you know, don't pitch a sale, but get them to go on that next date with okay. you, right? Yeah, so right. think about what that next date is and then okay. at that next date stage, so when they've learned more, then you can say, and this is how you can buy. Okay, right? yeah. And you can do that in three steps. You know, yeah. you can just go click through from video one. They watch video two on the landing page of your website. So video one's on social, emotional stuff. Mm -hmm. Click through and then they're on the website. You can pixel them, Facebook ads, all that good stuff, right? And then if they want to buy, there's a button to kind of buy now. And then it takes them to the sales page where there's another video that actually makes the sale. So that's oh, yeah, a very I simple see. kind yeah. of organic funnel. Yeah. But you can do that in ads too, but 
Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Thank you. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Hi, uh, my name is Christina. I run a marketing company that focuses on tennis tournaments, clubs, that kind of stuff called All Court Communications. Um, and I do, sorry, I don't know why I'm slouching. <laughs> I do a lot of uh, newsletter email marketing for my clients through MailChimp and Constant Contact. And most of it's been like blog posts and that kind of stuff, links that go to websites. But some of my clients are asking to um, put videos in the newsletter and I'm um, learning more about that. But I'm wondering is that what are your thoughts on putting videos in their monthly newsletter instead of blog posts? And would that affect kind of like bounce rates and that kind of stuff? Because now there's an, a video in it. So all the, all the research that I've seen and the experience we've had is video increases open rates in emails. Um, particularly if you mentioned there's a video in this email in the subject line. People don't want to read your email newsletter. And sorry, guys, people don't, right? But um, if, if there's a video in there and if there's a little bit of text that basically says why you need to watch this video, people click play on the video, then, you know, that's, that's actually going to engage people better in your email newsletters, in my experience. I think critical, it depends on your business, but most people, when they're on your email list in some way, they're in that consideration phase or close to that purchase end of the journey, right? Um, so that's not the place for your emotional videos to be pushed through, unless you're launching a new campaign or something and you just want to use your existing audience. But they're going to want value-based information. You know, they're in that consideration phase. They're, they want to be educated, informed, or inspired. So that's the content to put in there. Okay. Yeah. And it won't um, like send the emails to junk because there's videos in them? It probably depends more on the email platform you okay. use. I'm not an email marketing expert, okay. and there are others, but the email platform you're using is probably more likely to be the issue than the... I mean, it's just a, it's an image embedded in the video. You don't embed a video into an email, so and you just click on what looks like a thumbnail and it plays somewhere else. Okay. So it's... So long as images aren't blocked, it, it should okay. get through unless other issues, right? Thank you. Cool. Thank you. I don't know where we're going for time, but we'll go up the back. Uh, sure. Thank you. Uh, I'm a socially conscious philosopher rapper, um, and I've got a strategy for releasing 20 songs uh, over you know, one song a week. But I've been hesitant to release the entire album with the first song because, or save the entire album to be available for, for purchase after 20 weeks. It's a slight thing, but I'm wondering, you know, where, what you would advise in terms of release strategy for the actual sale. You know, that's the album. Yeah. The, the visual storytelling is the brand. I, I, you know, I see that distinction. I don't know if you started earlier. Like, um, could, were you telling stories about the album before the album was done? Oh, I plan to. Yeah. Oh, okay. so you developing hype kind track. of. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I would start there. I would start by getting people bought into the story of creating this album, right? But remember, try and do that in a way that makes them the hero, so the eventual listener of that album. Like, try and get them involved, you know? Like, do that authentically. Um, bring them along on the journey, you know, whether it be vlog-style stuff. Um, you know, I, I would say get them to buy into that journey because, and then in that consideration phase, like, for your fans, for people who are following this story, like, give them some behind the scenes. Like, show them some sneak peeks. Get them engaged socially by uh, asking them questions. Maybe they can help you decide on orders of songs. I don't know. Got so it, got it. It's, the, it's human nature, right? Whether you use video through this process or like talking to people, it's the same thing. You want to move them on that journey. Introduce the product, don't just release the product and try to build so. the audience that yeah, way. Yeah. Great, thank you so much. Awesome, cool. Come up here. Hi, my name is Kyle Green. I have a mortgage franchise in Canada. Um, I had a question for you. So on the funnel strategy here, under the emotional section, um, you're telling about talking about stories that relate to customers. One of the notes that I wrote at that time was, Maybe at this point, I should actually have testimonials that, that had my customers talk 
about why they chose to work with us. Yeah. Um, but you actually had, um, you actually included testimonials in the, yeah, uh, in the conversion yeah. section. So I'm just a little curious, like where you would typically put something like that and why you would want testimonials a little bit later when I, I felt like a testimonial is, is literally another client telling a story about why they chose to work with us. Yeah. Maybe it's too early in the funnel to, to close on that. Love it, man. Good question. Cause I think that's an important distinction, right? Is you can call them, te- you can call them what you want, right? But a testimonial, which fits down to the conversion end is rational. It's like, what you'd probably say is your typical testimonial. Where you want to go is, is with client stories is you want to actually use elements of storytelling which through the way you create the video shows, allows the customer to say where they were before they engaged. So what was the pain that they were feeling? And take them on a journey. So you know that idea of a story arc where basically people, they're in a state of dissatisfaction, right, in their life. And, and then they came across you guys who were the guide, the guru that helped them achieve the outcome. So then they went on a journey that, and now they've got a better life, a better outcome. If you can do video that does that, then don't call it a testimonial. You can, doesn't matter, but it's a story, right? Mm-hmm. So, so long as it takes a storytelling approach, which allows people to buy in emotionally, then that's the kind of video that absolutely goes at, at the front there, right? At the, at the okay. awareness. So as long as it's a storytelling testimonial. Exactly. Yeah, gotcha. And the way to do that, if you're just shooting your own testimonials is ask better questions when you're interviewing someone. Don't just say like, um, what did you think of the service that we provided or mm-hmm. what do you think about this company? Because most people just say, oh, I think they're great. Yeah, really good. Yeah, loved it. Really good experience. That's about it, right? But if you say, where were you? How were you feeling before you made the decision to even think about getting a mortgage, right? You know, what was your day-to-day like? What was your family like? How did that make you feel? Get that established and then kind of take them on that journey, right? So ask better questions. Cool. Thank you. Cool. We've got one more, I think, or two more if we can. I don't know about time, but go ahead. Hi, Ben. Thanks. Um, So just within the past few days, I joined up in your academy. Um, As far as the four different uh, quadrants that you've got, is there a certain length that the videos should, should or shouldn't be, you know, as far as make it minimum this length? So duration, no. sorry, it's a little bit hard. Yes, sir. Yeah, so how long? Right. <laughs> I get this question all the time, and it's kind of like, how long, it, how long does it need to be? As a blanket rule of thumb, at the awareness, you tend to get, you can get longer videos in the further down the funnel they are, because the more closer they are to making a purchase, like if I'm going to buy something that costs $500, I'm going to watch a 10-minute video if it you know, is relevant to this decision I'm about to make. Right, But if I'm just at the awareness stage where I'm going about my day-to-day, yes, I've got a pain that I'm feeling that probably needs to be addressed. I'm probably not going to watch a 10-minute video. It can happen. Okay, So I think how long a video needs to be needs to be how long it needs to be and no, no longer. So Fantastic. People hate that answer, right? But, okay. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Cool. Um, so if we've got more questions, I'll just be at the back, guys. If, if anyone wants to have any more questions, we'll free it up for the next people. Thank you. Give it up for Ben. All right, guys, so that's it. I hope you enjoyed that recording of the live presentation from Social Media Marketing World 2020 that I did back in March this year. And if you got value from this, I'd love to hear from you. What did you take away from this presentation? And do you have any questions? Reach out to me as well. I'd love to dive deeper into this with you. Just email podcast at engagevideomarketing.com. 
And remember, if you want to join in on the Social Media Examiner YouTube Marketing Summit, which is coming very soon over the next couple of months, then you have to jump over now to engagevideomarketing.com slash YMS and secure your ticket now. Thanks again for joining me for this episode. I'll be back with you next week with another interview episode. We've had a few solo shows recently, but we'll be back with another interview next week on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I appreciate you. Bye for now.